0: afternoon good morning good evening whenever you're listening to this this is molecules and shit and this is a science podcast i am your co-host p-funk at p-funk around on twitter and i'm joined by your host cookie negra doctor sir so i see we've survived another week
1: yeah we lived
0: we've lived i guess that's an accomplishment in of itself
1: it kind of is
0: um i hope you weren't planning to go to europe uh no <laughs> okay that's good because you can't
1: <laughs> no not with an american passport you sure can't
0: sure cannot europe said y'all are some dirty smelly americans and we do not want you over here
1: mm-hmm. and that's I, exactly what they said and can you blame them
0: I, I can't i was about to say i can't blame them either. So, yeah, if you were planning um, to go to a wedding or a party or just see, you know, live in a place with, you know, competent governance. Um, good luck with that because you can't.
1: Well, it won't be in Europe anyway. Let's look at South America. There might be a few places there where we might be able to go. Not Brazil, but
0: hope it's not Ecuador. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, it's ripping through South America. We're talking about COVID, of course, in in case you're under a rock and just couldn't put two and two together. Um, The virus is shredding through South America. The numbers I'm seeing are kind of just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even... That's not a region that I know a lot about, you know, even though it's, you know... attached, same longitude and attached to us, (laughs) but it's just, yeah. Yeah,
1: my, one of my dearest friends runs the, um, COVID testing lab in Sao Paulo and he's drowning
2: Mm. and
1: according to him, their president is even worse than our president and he's now yelling at everybody and all the governors of all the, the provinces and states down there that they didn't give everybody the hydrochloroquine and so that's why they all have it and he's blaming them
0: yeah we actually had a story on uh chloroquine because it's reared its ugly head once again so we'll actually be yep. talking about that further in the show okay. but uh yeah th- on yet another week where i consider more and more that maybe i should just not be living here
1: <laughs> nobody's gonna take us
0: i i, I have to try Like, I'm not even talking about, like, changing citizenship or anything like that. I'm just talking about not living here. Because between, like, local government, like, if you hit, depending on what state you live in, your governor don't care about you, your mayor don't care about you, your president don't care about you. Uh, Yeah, it's just, everyone is trying to kill you at once. It's it's the strangest thing, and, and there seems to be no consequences for them.
1: Well, the thing would be to get your ass out and vote and not just when it's the presidential election. I mean, these people get into office either because you don't vote or you voted for them.
0: And that's the thing that I realized early on into this administration, I'm like, I have so much venom and hatred for this guy, for this dude in the White House and his staff, but really what I should be mad at is the people at his rallies. That's, Mm -hmm. they're really the problem, honestly.
1: Them and the quiet ones who stay home but still vote for them.
0: Uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't this know. This is
1: half our country. They, well, the, one third of our country.
0: No, it's about 40%. His support is at its lowest it's ever been and it's at 40%. That's yep. depressing. Yep.
1: Okay, let's move on. <laughs>
0: you heard me right. 40%. But uh, yeah, okay. So COVID is still ripping through the country. We'll have stories on that. But there is, there are other aspects of science. Um, so I guess we can talk about those. Hopefully um, it's not too depressing as well. But one thing I saw that's a little depressing. Um, black women scientists are missing from textbooks.
1: Tell me you're not really surprised by that.
0: I tell you, I'm only surprised by the extent. And usually when I read these kind of stories, I'm like, yep, I knew that. And then I see the numbers. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> that's where it gets me. It's like, I, I know people are bad. And then when I see someone do something extre- extraordinarily bad, I'm like, oh, but not." I, that's not what I meant. <laughs> so U.S. biology textbooks highlighted seven men for every woman scientist. That's just across the board. Men of every color, women of every color, and black women were not represented a single time in any of the works analyzed. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if you don't have a, a black uh, woman who's a professor or STEM teacher and you go through all these science courses and you read all these textbooks, in your mind, there are no black, science, black women scientists.
1: Well, that's the way I went through school. So none of this is surprising to me.
0: I, I guess I never really paid too much attention to the scientists names when they were talking about different theories or pe- people you know reaching different milestones. I was just memorizing the you know the dates and trying to understand the concepts. So I never really paid too close attention. But I can imagine if I was actually trying to be a scientist or was in STEM, I would be much more aware.
1: I think that awareness is a relatively recent thing. Like when I went to college, I didn't expect there to be any black women scientists. True. It didn't even occur to me that I should find somebody who looked like me.
0: yeah, I think in I- our
1: last our last um episode we talked to my mentor. I was in graduate school when I met a black mentor.
0: Wow, so all the way through undergrad, there were no black scientists
1: no. Wow. None in K-12 through 12 either.
0: It said based, didn't even
1: occur to me to look for that.
0: And it doesn't seem to be getting any better. It says, based on the current rate, it will be centuries before the books used to teach undergraduate biology in the U.S. match the diversity of their readers. We didn't see any, for instance, black women scientists across any textbook. So I haven't looked at a science textbook in a long time. I don't recall them being too focused on the scientists doing the work. Has that changed? Do they do they, um, do they highlight always,
1: them more? They've always included um, whoever came up with uh, whatever breakthrough there was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was always Gregor Mendel, and there was always mm-hmm. a picture of him mm-hmm. dressed as a, a, a priest or a brother or whatever. Like,
0: I think it was a bishop. Mm-hmm.
1: But there were always um, photos of these scientists here and there. I mean, Watson and Crick were very easy to recognize. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair that somebody who's done that kind of seminal work should wind up in the textbook. But it was very clear that Rosalind Franklin was as equally responsible for their, their um, understanding of the DNA double helix structure. And she was not part of any of that. And so now we know who she is, but it took a long time.
0: And I think that probably was more deliberate that type of exclusion. But I do I
1: think it's deliberate now.
0: Well, I do recall like when I what the people I do remember from science books, like you mentioned Watson and Crick, they were usually in black and white. I don't recall them highlighting anyone from like say the last 30 years. But well, that, again, when's the I.
1: Last time you looked at a textbook, right?
0: A science, t- yeah, exactly. That's why I was asking. I'm like, well, maybe things have changed. Maybe they do have people from like breakthroughs in the 80s and 90s featured well, they in the do. textbook. I mean, oh, okay. Carrie
1: Ellis is is now. I mean, um, Carrie Mullins is now part of textbooks because he did the um, uh, PCR. But okay. he's still a white man.
2: Mm, so I okay. mean, they
1: do come up with with you know as as there are breakthroughs. People who are involved in those are are usually included, but I think the problem is more the pipeline that people who get to do that kind of work are not our kind of people
0: mm. do you can you think of top of mind are there any black women scientists that you think are would be in the running or should be in the running to be included or featured in a textbook
1: yeah I think it I think it really depends on the area I think there are lots of people who could be included in maybe aerospace mm, I know okay. several biologists but I don't know that they are worthy of a textbook
0: Got you. so, it so might, you yeah, know it's okay. not
1: I think I think to get into especially a k through 12 textbook I think once you get to college there is more diversity in some of the books but I'm not sure what kind of she said it says here that um, it's undergraduate biology mm-hmm and, I mean, it's been a long time since I tried to look at an undergraduate biology textbook. Right. Um, but I recall there being some women, I mean, especially in my field, the um, clinical laboratory sciences is based on um, women. It's it's almost like nursing. It's, it's,
2: mm. it's very skewed
1: towards female. Um, and I can't say that the textbooks are full of pictures of women or minorities but they're written by women and minorities.
0: Okay. So, so like
1: the textbook that I have a chapter in the the editor is I believe she's Filipina. Um mm-hmm. and so I'm in it, there are a bunch of other people in it, but there are no pictures of us in it.
0: So I think maybe authors are diversifying appropriately, but maybe as far as being involved in seminal work, do you think it's just a matter of time?
1: I think it's partially a matter of time. Um, I think there are a lot of Asian scientists who have done some amazing stuff, but you don't see their pictures. Mm. Sort of CRISPR. CRISPR is more or less what all all of the um, advances that we see with CRISPR tend to be from Asian scientists and Asian American scientists. Um, not everybody, of course, but every time I pick up a book, it's it's some or a, a, a manuscript. It's somebody from either from China or a Chinese American scientist here. Um, so, I think you know the seminal work is coming, but those kinds of things are not that common. You know, not everybody comes up with PCR. Okay. Not everybody comes up with CRISPR. Right. Um, and so there were so many years where we weren't in the space. I think it's going to take time. I th- but I also think the other thing is your work gets devalued if you're not a white man.
0: Right. We talked about that uh, a couple episodes back with the funding for mm-hmm. different like branches of science or different fields in, in biology. Certain things are valued more. And people who want to study, I think... Uh, like trends in urban environments, it usually is hard for them to find funding.
1: Yeah, I think think the the topic is also weighted. Mm. You know, what is important and what isn't important. And that's because the gatekeepers tend to not view that stuff as important.
0: Mm. So it, it sounds like maybe this isn't like hopeless. This is just a really bad report card for where we are.
1: I... I would even say it was a bad report card. I would say this is a C, maybe a C minus. It's not an F.
0: But this is 0. That's that's you can't get more F than that.
1: Okay, so at, <laughs> all right, so tell me the black woman scientist you think should be featured in a textbook.
0: I don't know cuz there's none in my textbook. How would I learn about her?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know several people, but like I said, when we're talking about these seminal events even I don't know a whole lot of people like that, mm, and okay. part of it is you know maybe they don't get the chance, part of it is you know we're we're running fifty years behind, I mean yeah think the about structural it. things
0: p- we talked about yeah
1: yeah p c r came around in the nineteen eighties we didn't oh. get into the space until the nineteen eighties,
0: okay, all right I, I mean oh. there'
1: have always been black women scientists, but you know. Coming up with PCR, that's a one in a million even for a white guy.
0: Okay. Because I think we've we've established that when you see numbers skewed like this, it's never an accident. So to me, it, it, we should be looking closely at those numbers to, to kind of gauge effort in that area. So I guess, like you said, we'll just have to, it's a matter of time. We'll have to wait another decade and see, you know, what the landscape looks like. In the it's textbooks. more
1: complicated than just hey we didn't have any you know
0: right hmm okay i'm still side-eyeing it but I-, I hear you
1: i see a couple of people who are in the field now who might wind up in a few of these and that's cool
0: okay well that's good but not yet <laughs> well that's something to look forward to at least all right um Okay, and a bit of non-depressing, just interesting news. Um, Graduate programs have been dropping the online version of the GRE. So as we know, with COVID, there was a lot of adjustments that needed to be made. Um, Standardized testing centers closed, and the GRE, the general, uh, the exam that is required for admission to many U.S. graduate schools, uh, went online. So educational testing services, which, you know, offers the GRE completely revamped its delivery model so that aspiring graduate students can test from the safety of home sounds good right everyone sits at home everyone takes the test um what was the first thing? the first thing i thought of let me see what was the first thing that crossed your mind when you heard about GRE testing at home first yeah
1: they'll try to cheat
0: <laughs> yes that, okay that was the first thing i thought of i'm like i mean how do, are they going to keep them from cheating but as I read, although
1: it's kind of hard to cheat on the GRE,
0: yes, because it's um, they're not asking you questions like dates and you know who did mm-hmm. what or asking you to cite a law. They're asking you to work through a problem. So that's much something that's much more difficult to Google. So it's, it actually, even if you didn't have the proctoring system that they had here, it, cheating would probably be not that not that serious a problem. Um,
1: but I had another thought. Right after that, and that's what this page, what this article really covers.
0: Right. Okay. So it says um, ETS's requirements for the GRE at home. So here are some of the requirements that ETS requires in order for you to take the GRE at home. And one of the uh, people that's critiquing it, she called it a shopping list of hurdles. So test takers must have access to a computer with a webcam. So, you know, a laptop at a minimum or you have to purchase a webcam separately tablets and smartphones don't make the cut. There must be a private room in your home with a stable Internet connect- connection Libraries and any other public spaces are out. So you can't go to your any local in, you know, um, establishment or like a Starbucks or a library. And we already know from virtual teaching that this spring that not all students, prospective graduates, have access to computers in their homes. So that's just the first list of hurdles. The next thing, test takers must have a whiteboard if they want to take notes. So okay. that's already kind of ridiculous. Um, they must sit in a... St-
1: they don't mean like a whiteboard on, on the wall whiteboard. They must mean something else, right?
0: Even if it's... Like hand- it's a
1: program whiteboard? Because no, no one has that at home.
0: I think they probably would expand it to, you know, those little mini white boards that you hang on your fridge, something like that. I guess you could use that, but that's still onerous. That That's annoying. Well, and, I
1: don't have one of those right now.
0: Exactly. So. And <laughs> exactly. um, standard, not overstuffed chair. I don't even know what that means.
1: Yeah. What does standard mean? Is it is it my computer desk chair which rolls or Mm -hmm. is it like the desk is it is that the chair at the dining table like do they mean standard me
0: yeah do they mean not a recliner i don't even know what overstuffed means what does that mean just big
1: that's a that's a soft chair
0: oh so you can't have a soft chair you have to have an annoying chair you
1: can't sit in your living room on the couch
0: okay seems like
1: overstuffed is usually what they mean is like a wingtip but it's soft Okay. So they don't want you to be comfortable, is what they're saying. That's
0: what I heard. Okay, good. That's I I thought maybe I was being uh, crazy. Okay, so you have to have a standard chair, and you must ensure that no one enters the room for the duration of the four-hour test.
1: Unless you live alone, you can't guarantee that.
0: All right. So if let's just say you are an only child, and you and your parents live in a two-bedroom apartment. I, I guess that would be the... Yeah, I was that. <laughs> I, I guess you might have access to all these things?
1: Uh, no, because we've actually done this show when I was at home, and my mother was walking through the room, talking and carrying on like I wasn't doing anything. There is no way I could shut her up for four hours and keep her out of the room.
0: Yeah, and I... There's I, no way! Do they invalidate your results if you violate any of these, or...? Yeah. I don't know that it already. So just from jump, just the beginning of the article, I'm like, this is already a mess. They probably should just get rid of this. And then it got worse. So, uh, Natasha Hodges, one of the students, um, who signed up to take the GRE. She signed up for a slot in June. It was canceled, of course, because of COVID. And she ran into problems when she couldn't install the proctoring software on her Apple laptop. So they already have proctoring software.
1: Okay, so that makes sure that you're not cheating. That's good. Okay. But not if you can't load it.
0: Exactly. So the software is janky. Uh, other test takers reported problems on test day. Uh, one prospective student who lives in the Philippines, keep in mind, this is just for graduate school, is going to be international students. The stability of their internet is going to vary wildly. And uh, she said that her experience was a nightmare. She had connection and technical issues. Makes sense. Uh, delayed her start time by 90 minutes, and so she was not in the right mindset when she started to take the actual test. Another test taker, uh, Madi Maligo, I'm noticing a lot of women, says her test went fine, but that the proctoring exp- experience was nerve wracking and anxiety inducing. She had expected to see her proctor on the screen, but when she started the test, she was unnerved to discover that he could see her, but she couldn't see him. He kept calling me sweetheart, which definitely felt a little bit condescending.
1: That's so creepy. That, uh,
0: I don't know why. (sighs) So there's someone watching you for four hours that you can't see. As a woman, I could say that that is unnerving. That's that's a little strange. They're looking in your room. Yeah, I don't know why they. And so from some academic. I don't
1: think that's everybody. I think that's him.
0: Oh, yes, I'm sure. Well, I don't know. It could be the software. The, the software may be where if the connection isn't strong enough or isn't stable enough, it may prioritize uh, the camera of the, the test taker rather than the camera of the proctor. You know, that It could be that. But I don't know. That's just my, my theory. Um, for some academic departments, especially those that were already questioning the value of the GRE, Uh, these test taking requirements were kind of the tipping point. Uh, One of them decided to temporarily suspend requiring GRE scores. Other departments have decided to forego the GRE for good. So, you taught a lot of graduate students. um, I
1: did. I ran a graduate program.
0: And you took the GRE at one point?
1: Yes. The whole time I was running the program. (laughs) And before and after.
0: Oh, you had to take it yourself.
1: I took it as a student. I required it as a faculty member. Oh ah, okay. My graduate
0: students. So, how do you think that is as a measuring stick? Do you think it's it's schools are better served uh, with the GRE requirement? Do you think it served its purpose, and maybe it's time to move on? What are your thoughts?
1: I think just like the SAT, it is it is a good marker for how the students will do the first year.
0: Okay, the first year, got uh, it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's literally it. Um, the same with the SATs and. You know, I I understand all the issues, like uh, these standardized tests are are absolutely culturally biased. If you're middle class and white, you're going to do better than if you aren't. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to have some basis for evaluating people. Mm -hmm. And every time I looked at the GRE and said, oh, that's not that important, lost the student. What do you mean? I mean, they flunked out, <laughs> lost the student. Really? hmm
0: So anytime you looked past the GRE score, which would have been subpar, you or said,
1: just at the borderline of what I wanted to see, mm-hmm. you know, I would bring in those students as, uh, I guess, conditional. You know, if you you get through the first semester and your GPA is all right, you'll you know turn over into a full time student.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, every time. I slid the bar too low. I lost the student.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So they they do have value, but they have value in a limited way.
0: Okay, so what do you think might be a better solution because it sounds like schools are just thinking, okay, this is too burdensome for the students and it's not a good measuring stick right now anymore because it's it, really the 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 whole testing experience has changed now. So maybe even the test scores aren't even going to give us the information we want. So right, we're, right. We're,
2: I
1: think it's it. You know, I don't know. This is this is an unusual situation. Um, and I still think you you've got to have something objective
2: mm-hmm.
1: because when you when you look at you can look at the letters that people send and they're always glowing and he's so wonderful and you know she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um you can look at the gpa which basically shows you that they did well as an undergraduate you know there's a cutoff for that again every time i decided i wanted a 3.1 but i would go with the 2.95 lost student so there's there's reasons to have to have these these benchmarks Mm -hmm. um but i find that you know some people are just bad test takers
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i don't like, I understand that, but I'm a good test taker. So for me, it's like, what
0: do you, so what do you think the GRE actually tests that is providing the, the value? By that, do you think that it shows that a student is able to um, study a problem in this, in, in this instance, the test, study and prepare for that problem and then execute? Or do you think it's a, just a test of knowledge? How do you Oh, it's
1: it's definitely more than a test of knowledge. I mean, it, there is a test of knowledge in, involved in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're not supposed to talk about the GRE after you've taken the GRE, but I can tell you that some of the, the questions I got, I can still remember. Mm. I took the GRE in the 1980s.
0: <laughs> so, oh, okay.
1: Um, so I think it it does adequately show whether or not you're you're thi- <laughs> You can think through the problems correctly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I think the subject exams actually—they what they do is measure what you actually know.
0: Okay, so you, you think okay, there so might the be GRE more value? General, okay. yeah, is
1: different than the GRE subjects,
0: right? Yeah, I think I took the GRE general, so that's the only one I'm, I'm familiar with.
1: Yeah, I took the biology subject, which I probably shouldn't have since I wasn't a biology major, and there were all kinds of questions about tundras. I'm like, I don't remember none of this.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: But like I said, I'm a good test taker. The general, I blew out of the water. I didn't study for it. I'm just good at tests. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I'm not supposed to be. You know, I grew up in in poverty. I'm African-American. Like, I'm not supposed to be able to take these tests. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that made me look a hell of a lot better. And I would hate to deny someone the ability to show me what they can do by taking that.
0: Okay. So what do you think they should do? Schools and the the test proctors?
1: Well, I don't care about ETS because they suck. Okay. I mean, when I took the SATs, they sent me a letter and said, are you sure you don't want us to re... re uh, Calculate your scores because we think, you know, they basically told me you did too well. Really? So Yes. Did you ever see that movie Stand and Deliver? No. It's about some East L.A. kids who the, the teacher, his name was Jaime Escalante, he decides to teach them calculus. Mm-hmm. And they take the calculus AP exam because they're going to try to go to college. Okay. And they do so well that the ETS sends out people to find out how they cheated.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, you should watch that movie sometime. It's called Stand and Deliver. Anyway, I remember seeing that movie and being furious because I got a letter from from ETS basically saying, you know, with your background and your school and everything, we think your score might be wrong.
0: I. So they don't even stand by their own tests. That's insane. What's the? Why are we paying you all this money then? You say that your test is supposed to measure certain things. Some people take the test; it's they get a score. I don't understand.
1: Well, because I wasn't middle class white, and I wasn't supposed to do that well.
0: Yes, but they don't have a vested interest in the demographics. They have a vested interest yes, in the they score. Do.
1: They they figure that with the they can they know where you went to school. Okay. They know wh- what your zip code is, and okay. they know what the numbers are supposed to be in that area. Okay, and that's a whole other issue because obviously they're just setting you up to fail. Oh, that's a poor kid. Nobody, yeah, we don't have to educate them. They're not doing anything. They're not going anywhere.
0: Got you. But if you have outliers, why would you assume that they're
1: because black people don't do it right? Obviously, we have to cheat. I couldn't possibly be as smart as I am.
0: Oh, okay. couldn't possibly. Okay, I now I'm on I'm on board with fuck ETS. So what <laughs> so what See? what do you think we should do then yeah, other than burn know. them all
1: I really don't know I mm. hope this goes back to a place where you can t- actually take a regular test and all that but you know I I can't tell you that
0: mm. Yeah so I mean th- this is just sucks overall like if you are a high school graduate in 2020 it, you, Yeah, you're fucked. uh, Shit. Everything is just (laughs) fucked. You didn't get prom. You didn't get graduation. You don't get freshman orientation. You may be paying full price for work at home, for school at home. The first time you may lay eyes on your actual campus may be your junior year, possibly.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: I. And then all of the, like, connections and social meetings and your first drunken whatever that's all not happening because you're just staying at home now
1: strictly part of education however
0: that's it's not part of your academic education (laughs) that is a that is a learning experience i i will stand by that
1: yeah, I do think, though, a lot of those, you know, sort of group projects where you learn how to work in a team. Right. So you get a job, you know, you know how to do that. All mm-hmm. of that stuff is missing. And that is a problem.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, like I, I, I said, can't
1: think about how many times I've needed a lab partner, you know, over the course of my education or, you know, dealt with with other people in the classroom, which, you know, you just don't do now.
0: And I think also, maybe it was just me, but I think one of the things I learned in college, it, well, not learned in college per se, is just you build confidence in your own thought process. You're constantly building it. You're constantly evolving it. You're bouncing ideas off other people. That's happening constantly, rapidly, face-to-face all the time, all your interactions. That's true. You're talking with professors. You're talking with other students. You're talking with cafeteria workers. You're talking with staff members and you have to express yourself and you have to you know understand complex material that that final formation of your brain i think is very important that's not in the curriculum but that's part of the college experience is become that's no, becoming I a agree. fully functioning I agree. adult no
1: i i mean i i learned how to fight in college
0: right how to debate without you know getting no, overly no, angry no and-
1: i mean like i was a very wallflowerish quiet type person Mm. and it was my laboratory that taught me how to fight because i was in classes with i hate to say it but all these african guys i mean i was a science major and there were african guys who basically would tell me every day that women's supposed to be home having children and why are you taking the spot from a a man who needs this kind of job and really white guy, really black man (laughs) Hmm?
0: i said really black man
1: yeah really oh yeah okay i mean i had a jamaican uh Lab partner, he was not like that at all.
0: But, okay.
1: you know, literally, and and I was good in lab, much better in lab than in, in lecture. And so they would all be looking over at my my space like, what's she doing now? Because they would see I was getting all the points. Mm-hmm. What's she doing now? I'm like, what are you looking at? Get away from my bench. But mm-hmm. like, You know, I would have never had that sort of response if I hadn't gone to college, I would have still been a doormat. Right. But yeah, I was fighting with these guys all the time. The pre-med students are the worst. They will just steal your stuff out of your lab. Mm. Like, oh yeah, I, I learned how to fight when I went to college.
0: Right, and I think that there might be, there's something like that for everyone. It's like, maybe you actually learn to calm down or you learn how to listen. You know, it, and that happens because you're you're in this mixing bowl, this, you know, this basically this like big giant you know mixing pot of just different ideas and personalities and now that's kind of lacking yes you can go online and yes you can have your you know your facebook or your your, you know your um your social groups but it's just not the same and so if you're a high school graduate i i would be so sad for my my 19 year old or 18 year old
1: well yeah i mean but then that this is sort of a classes discussion because not everybody goes to college true so they learn how to do these things other ways. Yeah, we were just lucky. that We right. went to college to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am just talking about people who were college bound. <laughs> but I mean, even if you're not college bound, you have a whole other set of problems. Like, you know, I was planning to, you know, work as a mechanic. Now there's no there's no business now. People aren't bringing in their cars right. anymore. Right. So. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So let's go talk to the, talk about the elephant in the room so um texas right um yeah texas thought we're texas we're big we're bad and we're ready to reopen we're not like those dirty new yorkers the virus don't come down here Mm because we'll shoot it but uh with a big gun with the biggest gun (laughs) but uh COVID said, like Claire Huxtable, y'all thought she were going to have big fun. <laughs> and um, I have, the numbers have been insane. Like, I have an article here, but I, I wish I had, like, collected every day. It was, like, new record. Yep,
1: every 3, day. 3,000.
0: Every day, new record, 4,000. New record, 5,000. Daily cases. And this is just from tests that they're actually doing. So, as the number of new coronavirus coronavirus cases surges each day in many parts of the country, some states are hitting pause on their plans to reopen. I hope that haircut and barbecue was worth it. Um, Uh. Dr. Tony Fauci of the uh, National Institute of Health said in a Capitol Hill hearing on Tuesday that while states may not need to revert to the strictest possible measures, some may want to consider adjusting their reopening plans. I wouldn't necessarily say an absolute shutdown lockdown, but if someone is going from gateway to phase 1 to phase 2 and they get into trouble in phase 2, they may need to go back to phase 1. So, yeah, it 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 sounds like we wasted a lot of time from March until now.
1: Yeah, and if they had ever bothered to listen to Tony, we wouldn't be in this mess, but no one ever listens to Tony.
0: I, I don't, I don't even know like what to say at this point. Like it's just like across the globe, everyone else is doing it better. Uh
1: huh. I
0: thought America was number one. I was told well, by not Apple Care the
1: globe, but in Europe,
0: I was told by AppleCare in Care, Asia,
1: they're doing better.
0: China, Japan, Korea, um, France, not the UK. I guess they left the EU just in time.
2: And uh, <clears throat>
1: what is it, Sweden? They're not, they they didn't, they didn't do anything.
0: Oh, Sweden's having problems too?
1: hmm
0: Yeah, I didn't even see the Sweden's numbers.
1: Like all the rest of the Scandinavian countries actually did something. The Swedes were like, nah.
0: Really?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Huh. I wonder why. Do you, do you have any insight on that? Like why they decided not to? Cause I, isn't Sweden where know. they have the Nobel? Pri- oh, that's Norway. Yeah, that's Norway. Oh, okay, oh, never mind. I was like, don't they have the Nobel Peace don't they know science? What's going on? Okay. They,
1: they do know science, yes. No, no, but this is this is also the place where they leave their kids outside in a stroller when they go into the restaurant to eat. So like
0: Ah, okay. They're just more they're sort of laissez faire about things. Got gotcha. you. Okay, so that's something else going on. Alright, but uh but yeah, so because of these knuckleheads, we can't even leave the country now because the numbers are so crazy that we
1: can leave the country. We just can't go to Europe.
0: I, I think, honestly, I think it's coming. I think other countries are gonna be like, "We have our own problems, and you all are carrying it everywhere." No, thank you.
1: Well, we're clearly typhoid Mary. Yes. Clearly,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if the the Caribbean starts, you know, rejecting Americans because the airlines are acting out. They're acting out like insane too, because they're just like, "Oh, we had these middle seat partitions. We're taking those out now. We're gonna have full full flights again."
1: Yeah, see now what? the middle seat, that was a good idea. And then they just decided that's not a good idea anymore. I I don't
0: know they decided what it's happened? not a happened. They decided it's not a profitable idea. you know, come on yeah. now. They never they still never they still understand that it's a good idea, but it's not profitable and they're trying to save all their jobs.
1: Yeah, I've been flying during the pandemic and it actually hasn't been that bad because there's the middle seat. Mm-hmm. And the flights are not really full. The last flight I took, I had the whole row to myself. And I just get on with my, you know, Clorox wipes and I wipe off things and I sit down. Mm-hmm. Everybody's masked. You know, it, it really hasn't been that bad. But if they start packing them in like they used to, you're going to catch something for sure. Mm.
0: I saw um, a quote that was uh, painted on a mural in a building. It said, uh, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment. Like, hmm.
1: I kind of like that.
0: Yeah. I, it was yeah, written by someone named like Sonia Renee Taylor. I, I'm not familiar with her, but yeah. Yes, I, that's you the, are. I am?
1: Yes, she used to be on Twib.
0: Oh, that's who that is. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. I Body is not an apology. Got you. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. I I cuz I think I it it spoke to me because that is the feeling that I've had. Cuz what I've been repeating to like a lot of the people I've been talking to like in person is I hope we don't learn the wrong lessons from this. Right. That's my fear. That's true. Is that We'll go through all this and we'll just go right back to what we were doing, but now with masks on. <laughs> or or now we're going to make it easier to fire people. Or, you know, it, it could go either way. I just hope yeah. that people have yeah, the wisdom to absolutely right. put people in office that will learn the right lessons. Because, and more... not they're both the
1: same side, the different sides of the same coin lesson.
0: Oh my God. If I. I... I I swear, if one more person is just like, you know, Republicans, Democrats, oh, okay. Like, did you you see that footage of that? uh, They had a video of a black woman who was trying to lecture these um, white protesters because she was just like, well, Democrats are actually the racist ones. You know, using that old. Oh, my God. That old nutmeg. (laughs) Oh. But no, she went through no. the whole speech. It's like it's like five minutes. Was just like, oh. Uh, okay.
1: Now you know I didn't listen to that. No way.
0: Yeah, but.
1: I'd still be so. spitting if I. It'd be,
0: had. it'd be your own people. It'd be Sometimes. your own Sometimes it'd be your own people. But yeah, so Texas and uh, Florida. It says the pandemic is not over. We are still in the middle of the first wave. That's the Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak on Wednesday uh due to the data and time needed for evaluation of contract tracing contact tracing and impacts in his in this new phase covering directive any discussion of entering phase three will be tabled so a lot of states had these phased reopenings and now they're all kind of taking going back one phase i guess is, as a first step to try to control the numbers but uh, when was the tulsa rally that was oh one. That was, that, uh, was, that was seven days ago. It's all, right?
1: Yeah, it's been like eight days.
0: No, it's been seven. Seven. It okay. was the twentieth. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and
1: then he went somewhere else too.
0: He did, but you. Know, I just Arizona. Is it Arizona? I just think it's funny that fourteen days from his Tulsa rally will be guess what July fourth. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I hope if you were a nurse or a doctor and you were planning on having a fireworks extravaganza, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, there are already some states that are talking about their ICU beds are full. Mm. I just don't get it. Why they're full? (laughs) (laughs) No, why they can't understand that you need to stay your ass at home because the ICU beds are already full
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: stay home so you don't catch it and you don't give it to grandma that's my favorite just don't give it to grandma
0: I I think it's partially we're fighting with um, psychology I'm not sure if that's the right term I just feel like humans are not able to keep a constant they're not able to keep constantly vigilant of a singular threat for this long. I don't think we've ever had to do that. Maybe in war, possibly. Yeah,
1: we've had to do it before. But just but even not but even probably not since Vietnam.
0: But even then people struggle to find normalcy in the midst of that. You know what I mean?
1: Well, but that's normal, right? I mean, you should have problems adjusting. But no, I I remember enough of the end of Vietnam that people were paying attention. But Mm. that's been a long time. Yeah. You know, once the draft ended, I think, you know, that's when we stopped thinking about that sort of thing.
0: Uh, did you, by any chance, see any of the um, the footage from that Florida town hall? Or not town hall, maybe it was a board meeting where they brought in Are the... you
1: talking about that woman of color who, that one?
0: Yes, she is one of them.
1: Okay, I saw her and that was the last I could stand. What you, did I miss?
0: Do you want to play it on the show?
1: Is it that bad?
0: Have, how much of it have you heard?
1: just her about one minute of her and i went nope i can't
0: okay yeah so that let me just put let me just play some of this hopefully it goes through the microphone but it's okay. just like this it's a cornucopia of various people spouting bullshit but let me see if i if this will come through okay uh, one second Okay, let's see if you can hear this. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your comments, ma'am.
2: And they want to throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door. You're all turning your backs on it. In the beginning, God formed man out of the earth and breathed his breath in him
0: and he became a living soul. Where do you derive the authority to regulate human breathing? (laughs) What you say is the political dogma that they're trying to shove down our throats on every commercial, in every store, and it's disgusting. Every
2: single one of
0: you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested.
1: And you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Let me ask you all, do you believe you're God? Do you believe you can override God's divine plan for our lives? You're removing our freedoms and stomping on our con- constitutional rights by these communist dictatorship orders or laws you want to mandate.
0: Yeah, so um, those are your fellow citizens, everyone.
1: Why do you do this to me?
0: I. I I can't it, I can't suffer it by myself. <laughs> that, so you and the viewers, yes, you and the viewers, uh, the listeners must join me. That's that's just the way it is. But I
1: didn't hear the underwear part before.
0: I just don't understand why this is so offensive to them. You're you're a religious. Be, you're a religious person. Be, can you can you understand? Like what? what are I they, think
1: it must be whatever they're saying on right wing news. I think that's it. Because who gets up in the morning and says they want me to wear a mask so I can protect grandma and somehow that becomes my freedoms are limited, your freedom to die and kill other people? Like,
0: I don't. And, and you know what's funny? Each one of them, none of them are wearing a mask, of course. They're spitting into this microphone, just frothing at the mouth, and they're all touching and talking into the same microphone.
1: Somebody's going to come home with
0: it. I guarantee you, one of them got it. And that's always, they, they've been a raft of stories where people are just like, this person organized such and such anti mask rally. This person posted about, you know, COVID being fake, and now they're sick in the hospital.
1: Well, the guy in in uh, Baltimore, well, not Baltimore, he's in actually Linthicum, which is Baltimore County, the part that you don't want to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is positive and he's refusing to contact trace why how would i know
0: i i thought maybe he said why i i figured it was a stupid reason but i just oh just
1: won't because because negro just he won't
0: oh okay i and when i hear stories like this i think oh okay so he's gonna win again because if these are the voters i don't I don't know what else we can do. What else can be said? What other facts can you present? How gently or harshly can you talk to these people? We tried everything. I don't understand.
1: I don't understand how you can't be convinced to save your own life or the life of your family member. I just don't understand it.
0: They, and like I said, I think we might be fighting psychology because I, i think it was in the wall street journal i thought it was too stupid to like put on the show so i didn't like (laughs) i didn't bookmark it but it was like uh, this testimony from this guy who um he was a youngish guy he just didn't think it was a big deal he had heard all the reports he didn't know anyone who had it so over memorial day weekend he just went on a bender and went like drinking with friends he shared drinks with friends they were laughing and joking all weekend. He, they went to dinner and then one of them had it and they all got sick and eight of them wound up in the ICU. And now he's just like, oh, yeah, I totally I just I didn't think it would happen to me. I, I didn't wear a mask. You know, I didn't know anyone who had it. So I just figured, you know, it's not that big a deal or it's not near me. They they can't do it for too long. We had a window. Like, I keep going back to that. We had a window where everyone, whether they believed it or not, was willing to buck up for a couple weeks and just hunker down to let it pass. To, you know, flatten the curve. And because we didn't have leadership at the top pushing that agenda and we didn't have governors, you know, pushing that agenda uniformly, a lot of people... We wasted a lot of time because a lot of people didn't abide by it. A lot of people weren't wearing masks and weren't doing the utmost. And then eventually, when people got sick of it, they just let everyone roam, roam free. So I just feel like we we lost that window.
1: I guess. I mean, I get it. I'm sick of masks. Mm-hmm. I am.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I'm tired of it. But I don't want to die, mm-hmm. and I don't want to kill anybody. Right. I, like, it's very simple. It's annoying. But I don't want to die, and I don't want to kill anybody
0: yeah and uh, I don't know I don't know what else like to tell anybody it's like everything I'm hearing that you know that you've you've told me and that I'm reading is that the vaccine ain't coming for a while this is the new normal, and I think that's what people are trying to fight against they're just like well it must be some conspiracy that can't be right
1: <laughs> I think well yeah part yes, you're right, but I think part of the problem is that we just don't understand what vaccine development is. No. And nobody is supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. I only know it cuz I worked in a center where they did it. You know? Right. Like that's not something that your average person would know. Mhm. But when Tony Fauci gets up there and tells you it's going to take a long time and then all of a sudden he decides, "Well, maybe it's not going to take that long." Like Tony what's wrong with you you know better than that
0: <laughs> oh Tony said that
1: well I he is facing tremendous pressure from the White House mm-hmm. and the heads of these agencies always do um, I think the, the Trump administration has all but ruined CDC
0: oh how and then you mean? they're
1: trying to make everything CDC's fault
0: oh okay
1: Um, So, and I think, you know, Tony is good at this. He's been in his position since the 80s. Like, I don't understand the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease without Tony at the helm. Hmm. That's how long he's been there. From the time I was in college, that's how long he's been there. (laughs) And he's good at negotiating these things. I think they're breaking him. And... If he breaks, if he says, I have had enough of this, I'm old, I can retire, I don't have to put up with this bullshit, we are in trouble.
0: And I guess that's the compromise that he made, is that I'll just promise the vaccine sooner?
1: I think, one, he is a scientist and he gets excited about his stuff. And they're what they're try- what his group is working on is an RNA vaccine. That means they put the RNA in and the RNA produces the proteins and then your body reacts to the proteins. Okay. Um, I'm old-fashioned. I prefer protein vaccines. Hmm. Um, I don't know how effective this is going to be. I know they're ready to go the minute they, f- they get the data. But as I've said, I've, I've been in meetings with Tony for almost 10 years now and he's been promising... Um, a universal flu vaccine for that whole 10 years. And we still don't have it
0: based on the same RNA uh, method.
1: No, not based on the same thing, but just vaccine development is not always a straight line.
0: Yeah. And
1: we have a hundred year head start with influenza that we don't have with SARS-CoV-2 a hundred years.
0: And I always make sure when I talk to like family And I tell them, it's like, yeah, you know, I've been talking to, you know, people who are scientists and they're like, a vaccine is like a year plus away. And that, I always give the caveat, and that's if everything goes smoothly. Yep. So, I'm just telling, I've been telling everyone, it's just like, you need to be making decisions based on this being the new normal for at least two years.
1: I don't know that this will take two years as the normal right so more people are going to get it we're going to have herd immunity
2: mm-hmm.
1: um it's not going to be this bad for two years
0: yeah but it's it's this I time mean,
1: how you feel about it is different than how it is you
0: know? what i'm saying is make your plans based on this being the new normal for two years because for example a year from today where do you anticipate we will be
1: well, I expect that many more people will have caught it, and we, we will have more of a herd immunity than we have, right? When you have an emerging infectious disease, nobody, I mean, nobody is immune to it. Nobody has antibodies. It's brand new for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're a baby. Everything is brand new.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But after a while, you you build up a response. and I mean, even in New York, what they were finding is a lot of people had antibodies that hadn't known that they were sick. That's the... That's part of the problem with this stupid, I I hate SARS-CoV-2. She's a whole bitch and I hate her. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, most of the people who get it really are not symptomatic. Right. So a year from now, there are going to be some people with antibodies. So that's going to slow down the transmission rate. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: what we don't know is how long those antibodies will last.
0: Right. So that's one thing we don't know if you for for example will you be able to catch it again a year later we don't know that right
1: we don't know that i have ideas but we don't know that
0: right and then the other thing is if the virus had a normal course i think i would feel a bit more confident about you know herd immunity and
1: what do you mean normal course
2: what does that mean we
0: don't It it seems to me we don't know how long it takes for symptoms to develop if they do. And we don't know how those symptoms present themselves. Like we don't know how the virus manifests in every person. So you could be the person who is asymptomatic for four or five days and then have a stroke. You could be the person who just has blue toes and then it just goes away. Okay, so what
1: you're saying is... you. The unknown is the problem because there is no normal course for any vaccine. They're all uh, for any virus. They're all different.
0: Right. But if the, for example, if it was like you're going to have um, muscle aches and lung issues, and if you have these things, you should go see a doctor right away. That'd be one thing. But it could if the fact that you could be asymptomatic and then you could just literally just not be able to breathe the next and be in an ICU. That's what makes it more frightening and where unless there's a vaccine, I don't feel comfortable like just going back to normal. Do, do well, you see what I'm saying?
1: I get what you're saying. I think we will have to redefine what normal means. Yes. Um, But I don't think we're going to be stuck in our houses forever.
0: Okay. I just I agree. That,
1: that's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: It well, it can't happen as you can see. People won't let it. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I already um, know that.
1: But I think some of this, like I'm happy people are cleaner. I I don't have any problem with. I'm happy you are washing your ass more. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, people were nasty.
0: Yes, but I always I, I always ask it this way: What is the? What are you? What are the? What's the situation? What do things look like where you feel a hundred percent comfortable visiting both your mother and father?
1: There is no such thing as a hundred percent, and we've had this conversation a million times.
0: Okay, ninety-eight. No, I'm
1: gonna a hundred percent. That doesn't exist.
0: Okay, ninety-eight.
1: But I was planning on going home for the Fourth of July.
0: Oh, because you have have you been tested and they've been tested?
1: Nobody's been tested.
0: Oh. But how are you going to get there?
1: You know, the Amtrak's still running, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but are they cleaning it?
1: When I get on, I'm cleaning it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, you be careful.
1: Look, I'm a microbiologist. I'm I am pretty good at infection control.
0: Yes, in a lab. I don't know about how you're no, fighting the virus in the real street.
1: in How are you fighting
0: it in the street? <laughs>
1: Do you think there's virus just laying down on the pavement waiting for me?
0: Sometimes. That's the way they make it seem. Like, really, yeah, you, tu- you touch a countertop and yeah, you don't get it.
1: You touch a countertop, go wash your goddamn hands. See, that, that's mm. the part people don't get. Stay clean. Keep your mask on. If you're in company, make sure you wipe and wash. And, you know, that, there's nobody at my house. Mm. But um, but I think, you know, I'm happy that people are paying closer attention to infection control Mm -hmm. I don't want 100,000 people or 125,000 people to have to die for that to happen True. Um, but you know this is is the kind of thing we've done before I mean you spent a lot of time in China people Mm -hmm. wear masks there all the time
0: yes but it's to protect from well for one it was a lot more after SARS but even before that it was just as a courtesy if you were sick in order to keep other people from getting sick it was yes, like more I would
1: like very much for us to follow that.
0: That would be nice. And even Tony Fauci said we should do away with handshakes. Maybe the Japanese are onto something.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't want you touching me anyway. Yeah, just <laughs> bow. Just bow. A bow is nice. Somebody gave me the elbow thing the other day. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't. A awkward. We have to figure out a better way to do it, but okay.
0: Yeah, but when's the next time like you see a friend and you hug them?
1: Well, I hugged my cousin's wife a couple weeks ago. So.
0: Mm. And did you, did you spray yourself immediately after? <laughs> no. Mm. I did not. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean,
1: know. I I think there's there's a middle road between I'm not doing anything and I'm scared to do everything. mm Hmm. There's a middle road you got
0: to find. Right. And I think that that middle road takes... Maybe it comes easier if you have lab experience. You know, sterile process is just kind of second nature almost. But it takes a lot of mental bandwidth. To to wash your hands? No, no. To be that clean consistently. (laughs) Like to not touch your face when you go out. When you pick up your coffee to, you know, sterilize your hands because you don't know when you touched the door or if you touched you know, the box with the straws or what have you. Those kinds of things. You, you, yeah, I think for. that's a little bit
1: overkill. I really mm. do.
0: Mm. I don't know. I mean, if Pick I... up
1: your coffee, go where you're going, wash your hands. I mean, I, 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 I want people to take this seriously, but I don't want you to think that it's out there. It's going to get me. I'm going to die. I can't right. do anything. That's not healthy either.
0: Yes, but I think that may be what we need because in Florida, they don't got none of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can't base everything on who's crazy in Florida.
0: No, no. Okay. So what I'm saying <laughs> is because there are idiots out there who aren't doing anything, it makes it seem like you have to do more to protect yourself. You see, like, see what I mean? Like you talked about the middle road because there are idiots on the far left side of the road. You have to move now further to the right side of the road to be safe.
1: Yes, but you don't have to run off the road and drive <laughs> in the ditch and it, like like <laughs> there's a difference. Yes, you must make some adjustments. Like when you go to the supermarket, you have a mask on, you wipe off everything. That's a normal adjustment. Coming in in a beekeeper suit is probably too much.
0: Well, um I you know what I feel better in a beekeeper suit, to be honest. I I would. I, I think I just I would be more comfortable and I would be more engaging. I would touch things. <laughs> Being in a beekeeper suit actually sounds very comforting. I'm done about. with you. <laughs> really? You would if you had a beekeeper suit, you'd be like, nah, I don't want to wear that.
1: No, I would not wear it. Mm. One, I've been around bees. That shit is horrible.
0: Alright. You've never
1: been in a beekeeper suit, right?
0: No, I haven't. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> well, clearly, you know, we've solved it, you know, just on this podcast because now uh, the president plans to cut federal support for COVID-19 testing sites. Uh-huh. There we go. All right. It's it's solved, everyone. Just while we were talking, it got solved. Um, no need to yeah. test no more. The White House confirmed on Wednesday it will no longer fund 13 testing sites, including 7 in Texas, despite the state reporting record highs in the number of coronavirus cases. Because this fucking numbnuts is convinced that if you test, the numbers will be higher, and high numbers is bad.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Yes, that is all true. Yes. However,
0: S- fucking dummy, there's
1: more to it. So, the federal government started throwing money anywhere, and some of these testing sites are completely inappropriate.
2: Hmm. For example, so there
1: was a site. There was at least one site in Utah, and I know this because there. Not only was was there a lot of um, coverage of it on the, I think it was the Salt Lake Salt Lake Tribune. Hmm. Um, a lot of the public health directors are quitting or getting fired because they're complaining about these government sites where and it it might as well be Liz the scammer. What do you mean? They don't know anything about the testing. I know for a fact that somebody in D.C. went to one of these, you know, fly by night. The government gave us money, drive in, get your your test, and the person put the test on. On the dashboard of the car, it was 90 degrees that day, the test won't work. Like, you actually need people who know how to do testing to fucking do testing. Okay. And so, some of these people, I'm glad they're not getting any money.
0: Okay, what are the, do you know some of the major perpetrators of like the flyby nights or the, or is it just random people? I think it's random. Oh. Okay. I'll have to look up the one in Utah, but because um, my first question is, how do you distinguish as a layperson, like whether this is a established, you know, proper professional testing site? I don't think there's or? any
1: way for you to know unless you go on like one of the government websites where they're listed. Oh, um, but that's not easy to find. It was. It's not even easy for me to find.
0: Oh, oh, that's a problem. Okay.
1: Yeah. it's absolutely. So yeah,
0: um Because I there's it, a I think Inova, the um that hospital network in inova uh, Virginia Innova. In, yeah, Inova in Virginia, they have testing sites. I mean I would assume yeah, but that they're Innova they are... is
1: definitely not a fly by night.
0: Okay, so maybe then if it's a proper hospital you can assume that it's properly done testing with well, but professionals. In,
1: but Innova Fairfax, I mean Innova is a name that you actually know. hmm But like This is a, um, there was this place called Test, Utah. Okay. uh, And basically the public health lab director said she's not taking anything. She's not sending anything there. She's not getting supplies there because these people um, are fly by night. Okay. And so she'd been there for eight years. And I say this. Her name is Robin Atkinson Dunn. She was on a committee that I used to work with. I know her personally. There is no way on earth that she would have said, I'm not sending anything there because they don't know what they're doing, unless it was true.
2: Mm, okay.
1: So, you know, there are these, these groups that get this money. I mean, the way the money was flying out of the door, it was even, you know, we all know that the big companies got money and regular people didn't get money for being out of work during COVID.
0: Yeah, and dead people got no
1: oversight for anything. There's a lot. There was no oversight for a lot of these labs.
0: Yeah, dead people got one point five billion dollars. So yeah, but we don't
1: know if they cashed anything yet.
0: No, but I mean, some of them may be accounts. You know, checking accounts. It may be direct deposit. I don't know what the rules are for getting that back. But
1: yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know, I'm I. Yes, Trump is a jerk, but there needed to be some oversight on some of these laboratories.
0: Okay. So then this is actually good news.
1: I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm just saying that there's more than one way to look at what happened. And you know how much I hate him. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering. And, you know, so the way the, the, the article says, you know, like they cut federal support. But we don't know what that actually means. You know, one of the problems was that the regular laboratories that already exist didn't have the capacity for these things. Now they've gotten to the point where they they have the capacity. So there isn't a real reason for us to have these fly-by-nights who are basically making money but not delivering good test results. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there. it's always more complicated than it sounds. Okay. And as you know, I really hate Trump, and I'm sure some of this is about him trying to pretend that these don't exist, but some of it is there were some problems with a lot of these labs.
0: Okay. All right. So then what about the ending the coronavirus emergency?
1: Uh, yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> the Trump administration eager to claim victory over the coronavirus has been considering scaling back the national emergency declared earlier this year to control the pandemic
1: yeah that's gonna be a problem
0: okay well, what would happen if she did that?
1: Um, so the emergency declaration allows a lot of things to happen um, one of those things are the emergency use authorizations for a lot of these tests mm-hmm. and some of the drugs. If the emergency goes away um we got to have a problem with the testing.
0: Hmm, that sounds bad.
1: It's very bad. Okay. Uh-huh.
0: So, should we, bad. should we be panicking?
1: Honestly, I don't think he'll be able to do it.
0: Wait, really? He declared, if he declared the emergency, I would think he can undeclare the emergency, right?
1: I think, right now, he doesn't need another member of the administration walking off and talking to the press. Mm. So, I think politically, he's not going to be able to do it. And every single laboratory science organization, most of the Democrats in both houses, some of the Republicans are all worried because they're all over seventy years old, and none of them want to die
2: mm.
1: I think he he floated that to see what everybody would say, and what he got back was, "Are you crazy?" so I think you know when when he does the um when he decides to do this, the Medicaid money goes away um those new people that they hired all lose their jobs who are running tech. Like, I just feel like he might try it, but I don't think he's going to be able to get away with it.
0: I feel like your calculus would be spot on for any other president. <sighs> mhm. Mm-hmm. How many times have we said he wouldn't do that? And he did.
1: Oh, he would have tried it. I think they're going to have to rein him in. Who's they? You mean to tell me if Tony goes out and says, God damn it, you will not do this. He's going to push back? I don't think so.
0: Is, is Tony going to do that? He might. Uh, okay. He might. But short of Tony doing that, you think he might still do it?
1: Mm.
0: Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I I think the negotiation is going poorly. But I think they're talking him out of it. Or they're trying to. But the only way they talk him out of it is if they can figure out a way that not doing it helps him.
0: (sighs) I'm I'm, I'm so sick of this man.
1: See, I just need... I'm so sick of him. here's, Here's what I need. I need Joe Biden to come out and say... This is still a public health emergency. We still need this.
0: I I don't think that would do anything because still.
1: It'll get people to pay attention. Like you didn't know about this.
0: No, I didn't.
1: It it was very quiet.
0: That's how they do things. Because they don't let the press, they don't talk to the press. They don't talk to anyone who would inform us of these
1: things. This is why we have to get loud. And that's why I think Joe Biden should talk about it.
0: The reason why I said it, it wouldn't make much difference is because fucking Democrats, as much as I <laughs> despise the Republicans, fucking Democrats cannot get in lockstep to save their fucking life.
1: I think they're pretty much in lockstep when it comes to COVID-19. M-
0: maybe. I, Nobody I don't know.
1: wants to die. Nobody wants to kill anybody
0: else. But um, if you, you know, ask them, would the you vote for it's like, would, all this money? But it's like, would you vote for Biden? They're like, oh, I don't know yet.
1: yeah but these are two different issues Mm.
0: right now
1: I think bringing bringing this to light is different than whether or not you're going to vote for Biden
0: I think they're all connected because if you think that government has a role in (laughs) protecting public health then I think there's a clear choice and if you're still on the fence then I don't know what you think (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I I'm not even trying to appeal to voters. I just want the press on it.
0: Oh, you just want the press to talk about it. Yes, I, that, that's fine.
1: You're you're pushing this further than it needs to be.
0: No, I'm I'm saying that it it seems recently every time Biden no opens his mouth, there's just like, but he also had done this. Okay, all right. So no one can do anything right, except no, except St. Bernie. Got it. Except Bernie. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie did everything right. Okay, all right. Okay, last last story on this this fucking nightmare of a country. <laughs> oh, actually, good news. It's not about our country. It's about another country. Um, how Brazilian scientists became ensnared in chloroquine politics. So this is actually a l- little bit of a, a lengthy story, but just the 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 bottom line. So essentially, a um, a group of scientists were running an experiment to test the uh, efficacy of chloroquine on treating COVID-19 patients. And it became a ginormous hullabaloo because based on the the doses that they gave the participants in the study. So they went with really high doses for chloroquine, which resulted in, you know, some people not responding and some dying. And because... Pretty bad study. Yeah. It, it, so the study may not have been good to begin with, but where it became entwined in politics is that the current president of Brazil, um, Bolsonaro, he is a big fan of chloroquine, and so he thinks that chloroquine is the answer and is going to solve all Brazil's problems with COVID-19. And so he bigger took bigger than it, Trump. Bigger than Trump, he took it as a personal offent- attack, you know, from these scientists. The scientific community is trying to give chloroquine a bad name, and so that became this avalanche of. Uh, articles and death threats and social media attacks and it just devolved into this is science good or bad <laughs> kind of you know debate which is not healthy in in this moment what did, what did you take from the from the article was there anything that stood out to you
1: um i have to say that i this study just looks crappy mm-hmm like, okay, we've got that 40, from, 40 is, people and we're giving them... St- were they even sick? Like,
0: <laughs> That's not explained in the article. So I, I, I'm guessing that data would be in the study itself. But the article, you know, of course, even though it's in uh, Science Magazine, it's focused more on the fallout from the results. Mm-hmm. So they don't go into too much detail. Um, but essentially it says a team led by Marcus Lacerda, a clinical researcher, at the Haithor Vieira Dorado Tropical Medicine Foundation in Manaus, Brazil, published a study showing chloroquine can increase mortality in COVID-19 patients. Since then, he has been accused of poisoning the patients with a high dose of chloroquine just to give the drug a bad name. So how much were they giving them? They were going to give 440 patients... Six well half of the four hundred and forty patients they were gonna give six hundred milligrams of chloroquine twice a day over a ten day period, a total of twelve grams.
1: That is a lot of drugs. That
0: sounds like a lot. Like what what is um like an aspirin is what, like a hundred mil for each one?
1: Uh it depends on what kind. The baby aspirin are mm-hmm. eight eighty one milligrams. mm mm-hmm. Big ones are I think like, if you need one of those, I have a really bad headache kind of thing, it's 325.
0: Okay. And they were giving 600 twice a day. Every day. 12 grams pretended. is a lot
1: of drug.
0: Exactly. And then they gave... And the, I don't,
1: I'm not sure how you give chloroquine. I don't know if it's a pill or if it's IV. Oh, uh, I don't not know. A drug.
0: I presumed it was a pill, but what do I know? Um, the other half of the study participants received 900 milligrams for one day followed by 450 milligrams for four days, a total of 2.7 grams, which is a lot less.
1: I'm just going to look up what the chloroquine dosage is for malaria, because it's it really looks like a lot.
0: Yeah, and they said that uh, two of the patients from the high-dose group developed dangerous cardiac cardiac arrhythmias before death, a known side effect from chloroquine.
1: No, it's actually it's a, it. That's the right thing for malaria. That's the right dose for malaria.
0: Right, and I think so, I think they also were trying to differentiate themselves. That's the way they um, they did it. They said that two trials in Germany. Uh, one in, in hospitalized patients and one in milder cases at home used 3.3 grams over seven days as the maximum dose. So he, he figured that they were already studying low-dose treatments. And so I guess he thought, well, let me study high-dose treatments at the same time. Because but
1: what I'm saying is that's the dose they give you for malaria. So it wasn't even like it's a new dose. Mm. So it, what, it it's not as bad as it sounded to us. But that's, I just looked up how much you get if if they know that you have a parasitic infection. And that's the same amount. Okay. So it wasn't so high that it should have...
0: Been dangerous. ...made
1: people worse, except for the damn thing just doesn't work against, you know, COVID-19.
0: Right. And then who knows what kind of compromise, you know, position the body may be in if, it, if you actually are sick. I don't know if you would actually react differently to the pill if you were sick versus if you were healthy.
1: Well, I know people haven't you ever taken chloroquine you've done a lot of overseas
0: travel i got a prescription i never took it okay Mm. yeah because the side effects sounded really crazy and i just took other mosquito precautions
1: yeah i've heard you know it's not the the most fun drug to take so
0: yeah i've heard with night terrors or some shit i was like Mm -hmm. um how about this mosquito net though
1: <laughs>
0: that seems pretty cool and, and this off spray skin's
1: so soft i'm all right
0: yeah this 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 off spray seems right Th- that that seems to be hitting um <laughs> i I'll, I'll avoid the night terrors though how about that
1: yeah uh, i mean there there was one for Giardia that like it either turns you yellow or it makes you psychotic or. Just don't drink the water. How about just don't drink the water?
0: That's what I said. I'm like, so I get this from mosquitoes, right? So, yeah. How about I just do some of these things? And also, I was in um, mostly urban environments in Africa. So I wasn't in the bush where, you know, you would would almost have to. Like, if I was doing P-score, you would almost have to take it. Yeah. But, yeah, I was in the cities. So, yeah, I I mean, so what did you, it seemed to me that this had just kind of been, the president took it personally. I don't think the study was a great one, but I don't think he was endangering the patients or trying to disprove chloroquine. Well, maybe he was. I mean, that is what science is supposed to do. He was trying to disprove.
1: Well, no, you're trying to figure out if it works or not. I mean, imagine, like, we're now six months into this.
2: Mm -hmm. These
1: people were trying anything, throwing anything. I, I remember... Right. Like, anything at it. And, of course, Trump thinks this is the best thing ever. And people are giving it to their patients. I'm like, who? I know an awful lot of MDs. He's Haven't pro- heard anybody who said they were using it.
0: He's probably talking to his friend in Brazil.
1: Well, that's the thing. So, Bolsonaro is even worse than Trump, if you can imagine that.
0: Um... Oh, you don't have to back that up. Uh, I don't
1: know uh how I- no. He, he is... He is worse. As I said, one of my best friends, um, which we should talk about H-1B visas and why I'm so furious about that, mm. um, but he, um, we we shared a bench for several years, and mm. so we're very close friends. He um, runs one of the big labs in Sao Paulo, and he's doing an awful lot of this testing, and he claims that basically the president is now just deciding that Because of studies like this, and because people, doctors won't prescribe this, it's their fault, and everybody who's dying, it's their fault, because if they just gave them the chloroquine, everybody would be fine.
0: Okay, that sounds awful. And so,
1: politically, it is really, really shaky there.
0: Hmm. I have heard, like, mumblings of, like, a coup of some kind.
1: Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. The military took over in the seventies or eighties, but
0: yeah. I just, I, I just, don't I know. I, I, I guess I need to maybe read a book or watch a documentary. I just want to know how did he. I want. I need to know how these people keep getting elected.
1: Well, how do they keep getting elected here?
0: No, that's what I mean by these people. <laughs> how do they keep getting elected? Well, like, you're the
1: one who always tells me about the psychology of things. I don't get it.
0: I. Thought I did, but it's like I said. I understand bad things, but I'm still shocked by the intensity of it. <laughs> like, I'm aware people are uh, capable of terrible things, but then when I I'll, occasionally I'll see something, I'm like, but not that terrible. So,
1: <laughs> but not that terrible.
0: Yes, so I'm, I'm I'm never surprised. Like, someone did a bad thing, I'm like, uh huh, That's that is correct. That is what people do. It's like, and then they did this thing, I'm like, oh, but well, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, that's my position <sighs> but yeah
1: just look at your neighbors they'll explain to you why they're horrible I, I don't know what to say
0: yeah I just I, I want it to be over but apparently it's not going to be ending anytime soon so y'all have until November before I'm on I'm going to be finding the next country that will that's willing to take Americans yeah because it won't
1: be Europe you better figure someplace else
0: <laughs> nope so there's that
1: like I can speak Spanish I could go to Spain but
0: that would have been nice wouldn't it would have been nice wouldn't it yeah and then I, I don't know maybe that's just for tourists I'd have to look into what the ban actually says maybe it's just tourists maybe if you have a business visa or a student visa maybe, maybe it's different so we'll see
1: I ain't going back to school no <laughs>
0: I, I, you know what if it gets me out of here for like a year may, maybe I'll do that maybe I'll go back to school Go go to school in in, in France, sure. Okay, <sighs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: That, Okay.
0: <laughs> well, here's to living another week. Um, where can the people find you?
1: You can find me at Cokie Talks Trash for trash and Koki Negra for real science.
0: And you can always find me uh, on Twitter, at P Funkin' Around. And uh, the show uh, on Twitter as well, capital U, K-N-O-Ws. K-N-O-W molecules, you know molecules. And uh, hopefully we'll have better news with the curve next, because we're still in phase one, right? I mean, I mean, first, uh, yes, first wave, first yes. wave.
1: This is still first phase, yeah.
0: So we haven't had the second wave yet. It.
1: And it's been pretty hot, and people are still getting it, so that whole, in in oh, it's go when it gets in, warm, yeah. it's all gonna go away. Yep. Yeah. It's 102 degrees in the southwest, and people are still getting
0: it. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, they're getting to the worst. Arizona is swoof.
1: Yeah. All, through the and roof. Arizona routinely this time of year is o- over 100.
0: Yeah. So
1: I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. We'll get through this.
0: Stay stay safe out there, I guess. That's about it.
1: We're here for your questions. It's going to be all right.
0: Mm hmm. She's more confident than I am.
1: It's my week.
0: <laughs> that, that's true. It, we're doing it's the rotation. I'm, I'm down in the dump. She's like, it's okay. It's as my a, week. We're as, all right. As the ICUs fill up. <laughs> all right. Good night and good luck, everybody.